Hello, fellow riders. It's your host, Rusty James. It is Friday, November 6, 2015, and this is the ride. Friday, 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 Friday! Yeah. All right, then. I had a very productive week this week, and so I'm pretty happy about that. One thing I'm happy about, oh my goodness, that's beautiful, wow. It's overcast and everything, but I can see an area of cloud breakage way near the horizon, and it's beautiful sunshine over there. But you know what? I'm seeing the overcast road in front of me, it's just as beautiful. I don't know. The joy of the Lord gets in you, and all of a sudden, your environment doesn't matter so much. It's because, I don't know, God's with you, and when God's with you, you could be going through the worst thing, and it's still, you know, one fact remains. What's that fact? God's still with you. Last night, I had a a really good night's sleep, and man, did I have some wacky, wacky dreams. I'm going to tell you about them. Ready? Buckle up, because here we go. I was witnessing a female college shot put competition, two girls head-to-head, -head, same distance, very long. In fact, the field they were on, it was short, too short, so they went way beyond the field. I was watching as a shot put landed and hit the other one and that's just part one after that we went to I think it was like the Olympics and and I watched guy shot put and then I saw this one guy come out celebrating that he was gonna win and everything went to the center part and then apparently people sit right behind the guy you know like spectators and they had some dogs with them and he started kissing the dog and everyone was ooh ah and then so he like gets ready and does the the shot put and about the time it lands I feel like I need to go meet that dog that he was kissing so I go with my family go sit down meet these people sitting behind the shot put and the Olympics and they have an extra pass so that's cool so we do that then we drive to their house like in the middle between the, the events apparently and uh, have a meal there or something they show us their kind of shack of a house but it felt like home. So then we were enjoying that, and then Seth and I took off and did guy stuff. We found this old skiff near a little part of a river. It must have been near New York because um, it led out into the ocean, and he decided he wanted to drive this little skiff through this little narrow river, you know, with old, old factories and crap coming out of these uh, waste you know, waste pipes into this little river. And I'm thinking, dude, dude, what are you doing? And we're driving through all this stuff and he's like banging into the size of stuff. I said, you gotta be more gentle. So then I get in there and I'm banging into the size of stuff. So finally we get to the wider part and we're gonna get into the ocean. And that's when Hope joins us with, I don't know, some other friend of hers. And then we jump into this thing and we're gonna go out into the ocean. And then these, um, I think these Indians came up to us and said, like Indians, like India Indian, not American Indians. And then the Indians came to us and said, is this your baby clothes? And I'm thinking, I don't think we have any babies with us, so I'm pretty sure that those booties are not ours. So they said, okay, thank you, thank you, in their cool um, you know, accent. And I said, cool, go do your thing. And then we hop in the boat again and we're saying, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to go into the ocean. So 
we get in the boat and we go into the ocean but then I don't know why but the boat turned into a car and now we're stuck in traffic and now we're in this weird part of New York City apparently um, where we're on this traffic highway but there's 50 lanes across and what it is it's a game show so we're sitting there and everybody's um, sunroof windows are open and you can like look up and see the game board and then you say okay well we want three down two across uh, give us the answer and then some lady up in this um, traffic booth is looking at you saying okay uh, doing jeopardy with you kind of and then you like wager and you do something and if you if you're wrong you like somehow transport backwards into the traffic so then you'll never get to your destination so for real this happened and then uh, then I saw uh, there were some college students that were doing trapeze stuff way above us too so we could watch them and they were making some kind of macrame things with really big rope so they were like little they look like little ants making a big macrame thing trapeze-like and then every once in a while these big pillows would fall down and they'd land on you and then you'd like kick them and they'd bounce into other cars and if you hit another car in their sunroof then it, they disqualified and they were bumped back it was really fun and then but the cool thing is you could see right now you could see like the whole city skyline almost like you're on a hill going into the city and you could see the tops of these uh, skyscrapers and things it was really surreal almost scary like you'd fall but you know I guess in the dream you you're always feeling that way so Anyway, so that was like part two of my dream. And then the next part was I forget. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> but it was pretty good, I'm sure, but I forgot that part. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I don't normally have dreams like that, but um, I thought... I might as well spread the spread the word to you guys that you know weird stuff happens in this mind man is it warm today I don't need this jacket <clears throat> you know it's weird last night it's you know it's November what is it November 6th November 5th evening the house is a beautiful 72 degrees inside with the windows wide open November first week in November we had the windows wide open through the whole house it was so beautiful getting a nice breeze through there we had a little rain last night so we had to shut things down a little bit but still had a little bit of breeze flowing this morning when I woke up oh it was just heaven heaven on earth the breeze, something about air that's moving, makes you feel alive, doesn't it? Seriously, it, I guess, you know, when you're living and, and going through life on your ride, you've got that wind in your, in your face. It reminds you that you're alive. That wind on you reminds you that you're alive. When our day comes and we're in the casket, there will be no wind there. It won't matter though, we won't be there. Our spirit will be long gone. But I guess when you're in a place that has stagnant air, it kind of it reminds me of nothing's moving, you know, nothing's changing. Whatever was bad is gonna stay bad, you know? And 
if I get in a really bad mood, I'll think whatever is good that other people have, they're going to keep on getting the good thing. And I, and look at me, I don't got what I need. It's kind of a bad thing. So stagnant air is not good. That's why I love to have my windows open in my house, even if it's a little bit chilly. Just to freshen the air, you know? So we need to let the 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 pneuma, the spirit wind of God flow in our life. Help direct us, help direct our sails, you know? Well, you know that whole wacky dream. You know, this morning when I woke up, I actually woke up and at first didn't remember the dream. Now, I I don't know why I had such a crazy dream. I think I forgot parts that he didn't tell you about because I know there was way more to it than than just that. As if that wasn't enough, but the point is is it it was full of crazy. It was just far-fetched, radically weird. I mean, there's parts of it I can remember right now that I have a remembrance of that event really as though it just happened with detail in places that you just wouldn't think you'd get. Well, I went to bed last night and I was asking the Lord, I, you know, you, you know, I've been reading this book called All In by Mark Batterson. And I've really been encouraged by it, challenged by it. And I think the challenge really is, as you're, as you're walking this life of faith, trusting in the Lord, you've got to be able to give up everything. Kind of like the rich young ruler Jesus confronted and, and said, you know, you, you need to sell what you have and then follow me. Give, give your stuff to the poor. Give your, give your money to the poor. Which was too much for this guy. And, you know, I'll just be honest with you. I used to think that pastors and preachers, and, you know, some of them are scoundrels. Some. But because there's some that are, doesn't mean they're all that way. But I used to kind of think that there's, it was just a big game. Uh, and this is even after I became a Christian. It wasn't before I was saved. But, you know, I, I I do know that there are some bad apples out there. And I used to think that it was just a big game and that, you know, the preaching about tithing and and giving it all away and all this kind of stuff was really just a ruse by these guys who had an audience and... You know, with the thought that, you know, if we can get enough of these sheeple to follow our teaching and give all their stuff away, some of it's going to end up in our coffers. I mean, I used to think that. And, you know, there are scoundrels out there that think that way. But can I tell you, I am not one of those scoundrels. All right? I'm not. You do with your money what you want. I'm not doing this podcast to make a dime. I'm doing this to help, help me, help you. I want to help me to help you. (laughs) So that you can help others. 
because that's how it works. So when I tell you about things like tithing, I'm just simply telling you what the Word of God says, okay? I don't have an ulterior motive. As far as I'm concerned, give all your money to A21 campaign and help fight sex trafficking. Give all your money to the local food bank to help people in need. Don't give it to me. My point here is, when you're going all in, you know, I used to read a book, I might have read a book like that in the past and thought, well, that guy's just wanting you to give it all away and then you can be totally dependent on the church and God and look back and, you know, and then fail and, and look back and see, you know, crap, I got rid, I'm sorry, nuts, I got rid of all my stuff and now look where I am. But I really don't feel that way at all. I feel like, and it's not just an emotional feeling, I feel in my spirit like, you know what, people go through life, their whole life, seeking after the things that the world tells them are worth seeking after. The money and the fame and, and the position and the job and the 401k and all of these things that are supposed to give you a foundation. But they don't always do that. Ask some retirees that were going to re retire about 10 years ago. Ask them how foundationally they were set up when they lost a good chunk of their 401ks. I would much rather trust in the one who I believe will carry me through no matter what. I want to have wild dreams. I want to have wild dreams that he can fulfill. See, I was reading that book yesterday and I, I went to bed consciously, deliberately asking him to help show me some things. You know, you know, we've recently moved into a new home, a new city, and that was kind of a culmination, culmination of a large amount of time of our life, nearly 10 years. And now we're here. Now I need him to show me what's the next thing. I really want it, I really need to know new things. And it's exciting because he brought us here for a reason. I think we're going to start getting a glimmer of the reason. And I, I've got things in my heart that I think are part of that plan, but I really need to hear it from the master. So I'm seeking some crazy dreams. Maybe not the one I had last night. But wouldn't it be like the Lord to give us a dream that is about as crazy as that? Totally outside of what you think reality should be for you. And then all of a sudden he's starting to make things happen. Wouldn't that be something? Well, that, that happens. I want you to know it. Think of your craziest, wildest end point of your life. You know, what, what have you done? What have you accomplished? Think of the craziest thing you could do. And then jack that up to exponential scale. And then think beyond that, if you can. Because those are the things that are possible with God. With the air of the Spirit flowing in your life. Because it's living life flowing through you. I got a feeling that when... If all you're doing is seeking after the things that are temporal, 
the 401k and the money and the house and you know all those things even the spouse young people if that's your end all just to get married God has way more than that for you seek him first and he will provide the spouse for you oh my goodness thank you Lord I just saw that the new pilot gas station they've been building for the last six months is just about in operation right near my work and wouldn't you know it they have an Arby's in there baby Arby's plug if you've not been to Arby's and had their brisket sandwich oh man I just had breakfast and I'm hungry now anyway I digress so the air the spirit of God flowing in your life what it'll do I think what happens no that's what I was gonna say when we're focused on the temporal things it's almost like we've got the doors and the windows closed there's not much air flowing it's just kinda biding our time till death do us part oh that's good all of your stuff in life that you're married to all your stuff you're married to it <laughs> till death do you part well guess what there's something that you don't have to part with at death the relationship you have with God Almighty just becomes fuller at death just becomes more now it is more now but then we will see him face to face so let's not just just seek the temporal. I'm not saying you don't seek the temporal things. You got to do that. You got to prepare for your family and you know life insurance and whatnot. But are you willing to let things go for the sake of the cross? I really felt like, and you've heard me in earlier podcasts as we went through this house buying. Uh, process that I really felt like this was so outrageous the, what the Lord had provided us with this home so outrageous and so in line with what we were wanting and because you know we went months trying to find something out there and and didn't so we were planning to build and then we found this one and I mean even down to a certain sink that my wife had wanted and it was a confirmation that that this house had been built really for us for our eventual home so it was so outrageously what we were wanting that it was obvious it's still obvious and I will believe it as long as we're there that it's obvious that the glory of God somehow was involved in this whole thing therefore I'm willing to give it away I've told you this before I don't know if you believe me or not but I am absolutely I will state for the record now it would not be a fun thing necessarily to have to give it away and I'm not saying give it away like you know the next person that comes into my house yeah it's the keys are yours I'm not doing that but I mean, if the Lord were to speak to us and, and say, you know what, I gave you this, but I'm really calling you to something different now. I'm sure there would be some hard feelings 
maybe, but we're not governed by feelings. And I really want to say for the record, and Rusty James, you listen to this one November, whatever it is, 6, 7. Rusty James, remember this, November 6, 2015, you listen to this and be reminded that you said that you'd be willing to give it up. So here I am saying it right now. This was a culmination. Man, I can't say that word, but you know what I mean. This was uh, a goal we had. And I'm willing to give it up. And you know why I'm willing to give it up? Care to guess why? Because if God can bless us this way, so far exceeding my expectations, and serious it has been, then who am I to say that he won't do the same the next time? God will exceed your expectations. He will exceed your craziest, wildest dream. He can do it. But you got to be able to give it away and give up what you've gathered in this life and give up that temporal stuff. He is worth more than all the riches in the world. I hope you can see that today. As you talk to your friends, remind them He is worth more. As you talk to them, remind yourself, He is worth more. Do you realize when you you introduce other people to the love of God in that way, you are changing a whole family, a whole destiny by doing that. I want to encourage you to do that. You can make major changes to people's lives. Recently, um, I've been aware of a couple of deaths and funeral events where... It came to light later how amazing and how, I mean, it happens this way all the time, but how um, far-reaching the effects of one person's life had been. Well, you know what? You can be that person who has incredible far-reaching effect on the lives of people. You know, that is really powerful. That's really, really, really powerful. So as you stay in the word and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you, I want you to remember that the power and the love of God can flow in your life. That air, let that air blow through your life. Don't let your life be stagnant and just biding your time until till death do us part happens. No, live in a life, live in the life of God and let that life out of you and into the into those around you. I want to challenge you as I'm challenging myself to somehow just seek the Lord and ask Him for words to say to people at the right time. It'll happen. It'll happen, and you'll you will be able to speak life into the into the lives of those around you. Okay? You do that, and you live crazy dreams out. Okay? Believe that God can meet beyond the craziest dreams that you have, all right? So you stay strong and you stay bold and I will see you on the flip.